truth. 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 Welcome to Trusting the Truth with Samuel Tolley, where we view the world through the lens of Jesus Christ. We do not view Jesus Christ through the lens of the world. Welcome, welcome. This is Samuel Tolley, Trusting the Truth. And today we're going to pick up with part two of sexualizing our children. But I think it's a good idea when you're dealing with evil to go to God first. So, Lord, we just come to you in the mighty name of Jesus to help ask for your help and guidance through this hour. Show us what you want us to see. Teach us what you want us to learn and prepare us to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. So, sexualizing our children. Um, I started off last week. I showed a bunch of stuff that was borderline pornographic, um, wicked, evil. I'm going to continue because it's important for the church to wake up and understand what's going on. It's important for us to get off the sidelines, as it were, or to quit trying to placate both sides of this situation. Look, the LGBTQ movement not only is antithetical to the will of God, they are sworn enemies of the church. And the sooner the church understands that, the better, because these people are not our friends. These people are God's enemy and our enemy. Now, having said that, <clears throat> anyone that repents, turns their life to Jesus Christ, decides that they will no longer partake in that stuff is welcome. We welcome them. We don't hate these people. You know, our war is not against flesh and blood, as the Bible said, but against principalities and powers and wickedness in high places. And those wickedness are using people. We can't be naive. It's, it's stupid to stand around and say, well, you know, God is going to win in the end. Of course he is. But the question is, are you on God's side or are you on the enemy's side? You know, if you're not with him, you're against him. You, we have to take a stand. We were called to be salt and light. I'm, I preach this. I, I, I sell this weekly. I'm going to continue to say it. We cannot sit around and wait for the heavens to open and Jesus to come down and fix everything. Because when Jesus comes down, everything is fixed. When he comes down, boom, it's going to happen. You know, and we're going to find ourselves either at the judgment uh, seat or at the white throne judgment. And those folks at the white throne judgment, it ain't going to be good. It's going to be real bad. And we don't need to participate in what's bad. And we definitely don't want the Lord to say, I never knew you. We want <clears throat> to be the, the bride of Christ that we're called to be. And in the midst of what's going on right now, the church is in a war. The church has always been in a war, but the church is in a war right now. But these folks are playing for keeps. They're trying to get rid of us. You know, this idea where we just want to get along, it ain't happening. Those folks don't want to get along. 
The lie that was told back in the 80s about let us out the closet, we're not going to bother your your marriages or your children or none of that stuff was a lie. But the enemy said he comes, well, the enemy that said, God said that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's what he came to do, and that's what he does. And we need to be prepared. We need to know how to fight. We need to understand the enemy, and we need to stand up to him. So on this part, too, you know, we just recently had, I think it was called the National Woman's Day or something. You know, we, we have so many of these holidays now. I, I, I think it was created by the card company or the flower organization or lobby or whatever. Because they're saying, like, there's a holiday for everything. I wouldn't be there. Wouldn't be surprised if there's not going to be a National Microphone Day or something like that. Uh, but anyway. There was a so-called Women's Day. And women are half of our children, or at least our children were women. Let's look and see how the First Lady and the President participated in National Women's Day. I want to show you this clip. I think it's a little bit more than five minutes long. Of Jill Biden supposedly... Um, celebrating women on National Women's Day. Let's take a look at this. Lady Jill Biden catching some flack on International Women's Day. Girls everywhere need to know that there are women fighting for them and winning, opening doors, transforming schools and communities and governments building a better world for all of us. Oh. So that was the first lady presenting the Women of Courage Award to 11 recipients from around the world during a ceremony at the White House, including a transgender woman. Judge, you seem to not be able to hold back. Uh, your reaction to the first lady presenting a biological male from Argentina with an award for women on International Women's Day. You know, I could be wrong, but I think this is cultural appropriation. I think that uh, they're basically saying that men who want to become women are better at being women than women are. They're erasing, they're canceling women. And how sad that the Biden administration on International Women's Day ha actually has to find someone with a male organ to be a woman and celebrate that person as a woman. And on the same day, the U.S. came out saying that uh, trans women can compete in the uh, powerlifting, which yep. is an outrage. I mean, they, they're basically canceling women. And I don't know who else was honored. I hear that Leah Thomas was uh, honored. I hear that Rachel Levine was honored. What about real women? Why, why is it that, that they're looking at real women as not good enough? that the men who want to be women are better than we are. And it, it is hurtful. It is offensive. Uh, it erases the dreams of many women who have worked very hard to get to certain levels in sports. Mm. And it is, uh, it is crazy town in this country. It really is. And I want to say women matter uh, and that this is, this is politics at its worst. Harold, what message is this sending? Um... The internet exploded over this moment um, with one tweeting out, even men are better at being women than women now.
But I think that's one of the points that the judge is making. Look, I'm, I'm a believer in freedom and opportunity for everyone. And if you want, whomever you want to be, you ought to be able to be. But as a father of, of a young daughter who plays sports and is pretty, he's pretty good at sports for her age, and I hope continues to be, um, I'm not settled on this, the whole sports thing. I, I can't quite get my arms around how, uh, how it's fair uh, to, uh, and, 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 and to allow this kind of competition to go back and forth. I don't know the criteria for how the, 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 this, the, the awards were given. Uh, but, Judge, I think the questions that you raise are questions that, that, should, that, that deserve an answer. Jesse? Well, now that I think about it, I'm not really surprised that men are better at being women than women. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but so I looked into this person, Alba Rueda. She's an Argentinian activist for trans. You know what she did? She did affirmative action for trans in Argentina. The population of trans in Argentina is... 0.1% of the population. Wow. And she passed a law that says 1% of all government jobs have to be trans. So, so trans are now way overrepresented in the government workforce in Argentina. And that's the only reason she got the award. And I'm going to wow. leave it at He's that. He's speechless, Greg. Yeah, you know, you got to step back and realize like how artificial this compulsory acceptance has become. It's like, where did it come from? It's everywhere. And it wasn't like, you know, society got together and said, hey, you know what? Let's help out these trans people. That didn't happen. <laughs> that, that statistic is ridiculous. It's absurd. And why? It's because it's a combination of fear of being called transphobic. And also, there's got to be money to be made. There has to be. Yeah. You know, Harold is getting at this point, which I think we all agree with, which is live and let live, right? We all embrace that. Right-wingers, libertarians want to be left alone. This isn't about being equal. This is about, you must accept this and say things that aren't true to you. If, if you believe that that is not a real woman because it's not a biological woman and that it's more than a feeling that all of a sudden you decide that you're a woman, why can't I decide that I'm black? What if there were a, what, what if there was a movement that just started and all of a sudden it was like, you know, at, in, in sports or in pageants or wherever, suddenly, it was people were identifying as black, we would go like, no, why is this different? Why is this different? Where did this trickle down from? Who made this decision? I'm just so curious about how all of a sudden, in tw five years ago, it was you were born this way. Mm -hmm. Now you're in, in effect saying that's not true. Gays are not biologically gay. In fact, there's no such thing as homosexuality you know, because, you know why there's no such thing as homosexuality? Why? Because you're fluid. And that means one day you can be gay and the other day you cannot be gay. And therefore, you can take a gay child and you can surgically change them to like women or men. You can just change their biology. It's insane. Can I answer your question? Yes, please. There's a lot of money in these surgeries. Definitely. That's definitely. why. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. A lot of money. And for the record, we would accept you in the black community. <laughs> why, thank you. Why, thank you. I, I don't think we would, Harold. <laughs> You're 1% sub-Saharan African, aren't 0 .1%. you? 0.1%. 0.1%. <laughs> All right, we will leave it there. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Hey, click here to subscribe to Fox News' YouTube page and catch our hottest interviews. Wow. There's a lot, <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there. Um, it's amazing. Like I said, International Women's Day. And these people get these trannies, these less than women. Well, I don't even want to call them less than women. These non-women as women. But I'm listening to the conversation and, I, and I'm watching this hero. I think his name is Washington. Uh, used to be a congressman, I believe. 
I know this guy's a professing Catholic, and he's talking about he's not settled on his sports thing. He he's got a daughter uh, that that does sports and she does it quite well. Let me see if I can translate for him. A he knows it's wrong. It is flat out wrong that. Any mediocre boy could probably beat his daughter in doing whatever it is he's doing, she's doing, because he's a male. But he doesn't want to come out because he's a Democrat and just flat out there and condemn this stuff. And I guess being a Catholic and supposedly understanding what the Bible says doesn't matter either. So he's trying to walk this line, you know, he, he this, this, this weird line, whereas he doesn't want to just be forceful and manly and man up. And say what the heck should happen. He just wants to sort of, well, you know. And we got too many wishy-washy people like that in the world today. We got too many wishy-washy people in the church today. Worse than the wishy-washy people, you got the folks who don't want to say nothing. They just keep their mouth shut. Act like nothing's happening. Now, Greg Gunfield, whoops, he made a statement about there's a lot of money in here. I think... Uh, Jesse made the same statement, and that's true. Our medical organizations are crappy uh, medical um, groups are all sold out. They're sold out to the dollar. They're either sold out because there's money to be made butchering kids and, and, and feeding them these drugs and stuff, or they're sold out because they're scared that there's money to be lost if they speak out against it. And what they've done essentially has told the American people, don't trust us no more. Don't trust us. Don't trust us any further than you can carry your, your, your wallet or your purse. Because we'll tell you anything that we think is going to be good for our pocket. Just like they did with the COVID crap. They were trying to get everybody to take the shot, you know, regardless of the consequences, regardless of people getting myocarditis and pericarditis and, and blood clots and, and folks dropping dead all over the place. And regardless of the fact that many of them knew full well that hydroxychloroquine or ivervexin and, and different things could have helped people without any of their problems but they were afraid to lose the money and they weren't about to lose the money. And it's a sad thing because I used to be one that fully trusted the medical, um, what do you call this thing, sector. And I fully trusted Big Pharma. And now I have absolutely no trust for Big Pharma and just a little bit of trust for the medical. But even when it comes to the medical now, when they say, well, you ought to take this vaccine and you ought to do this, you do this. Right now, I'm my own, I'm my, I'm my advocate. I have to think for me more than allowing them to think for me. And maybe I should have did in the first place. But I don't, I don't trust these folks like I used to. But let's move on. Let's go. Let's continue with National Women's Day for a minute. And let's see what our president, uh, Joe Biden, wrote up or supposedly wrote up. This statement that's alluded to the president. 
for National Women's Day. It's, it's, it's really interesting. Let's take a look at this. Uh, let us see here. Uh, okay. So, a statement from President Joe Biden on International Women's Day. It says, International Women's Day honors a truth we live every day, that women and girls are essential to success and progress in every aspect of our society. That's very fascinating when I read anything that a Democrat says about women and girls now when the Supreme Court nominee that Joe picked didn't know what a woman was. So we don't even know what she is. If she don't know what a woman is, we don't know what she is. Well, I'm calling it a she, but that's an assumption on my part. Promoting opportunities for women and girls, strengthen security, stability, and prosperity for everyone. And we know that we cannot solve any of the great global challenges of our time if half the population is left behind. So today, as we celebrate the accomplishments and contributions of women and girls around the world, we also affirm our commitment to ensuring that all people can reach their full potential. What does he mean by all people? Um, despite decades of progress, it is far in far too many places around the world, the rights of women and girls are still under attack and holding back entire communities. <laughs> I read about these girls in Connecticut. One, I think they were one and two in the state. You know, I think it was track they were in. But they got beat out by these dudes. You know, and I read in other places where girls are getting beat out by dudes playing girls' sports. So far, he hasn't said anything about that. While he's talking about girls under attack, he's he so far, I haven't read anything where he's expressing a problem with girls being under attack. Like that. He 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 doesn't talk about this is the president of the United States. And where does he go first? He goes to Afghanistan. We see it in Afghanistan where the Taliban bars women and girls from attending school and pursuing employment. We don't bar them. We just let boys come in and take their place. We see it in Iran, where the regime is brutally repressing the voices of women who are courageously standing up for their freedom. And in the face of Russia's vicious and unjust invasion of Ukraine, including the use of rape as a weapon of war. We see countless stories of women bravely fighting for the human rights and fundamental freedoms of all Ukrainians. The United States stands with women and girls around the world in the critical work of protecting and advancing human rights. Okay, so he's talked about uh, Ukraine, Iran, and Afghanistan. Maybe that's maybe there's a point to that. Maybe he doesn't give a rat's butt about girls and women in the United States. My administration is working with dedicated partners and local communities in every part of the world to expand economic security for women and girls, defend access to health care, including reproductive health. 
health care. Now, reproductive health care is double speak, you know, for killing babies in the womb. It has nothing to do with health care. It has everything to do with murdering the unborn. But double speak is what is going on here as referenced from George Orwell's 1984. Safeguard women's political participation and human rights and promote the full participation of women and girls in all facets of society. Through initiatives like the Partnership for Global Infrastructure and Investment, we are supporting the infrastructure of the care, income, and low and middle <sighs> income countries. Well, he's, he's supporting those. He's got the border wide open, letting everybody and their mama and their grandmama and whoever else come over. So there, there, there's truth to that statement. We have also redoubled our commitment to eliminating gender-based violence whenever it occurs, promoting accountability for conflict-related sexual violence, and expanding protection services for women and girls in humanitarian emergencies. You know, I did a video weeks ago, I don't know exactly when, about men that they're putting in women's prisons because these men say they identify as women and then a bunch of women in the prison come up pregnant. This is in the United States I'm talking about. So I guess the sexual violence that he's talking about, you know, must pertain only against um, men or women who's molested by men who identify as men instead of men identifying as women. And, and, you know, and instead of, and these are known rapists, but I guess, you know, it's like putting a kid in the candy shop. Hey, you're going to lock me up, lock me up as a girl. Here in the United States, oh, he, he didn't got to the States. We have made landmark investments in giving families more breathing room and support women's participation in the labor force. This includes signing into law important workplace protections for pregnant and nursing workers in the United States. And last year, I was particularly proud to sign legislation strengthening and reauthorizing the Violence Against Women Act and increasing the Violence Against Women Act funding to $700 million, the highest funding level in history. This critical legislation will advance access to services, justice, and healing for survivors. Survive, oh, I guess survivors against violence, huh? Maybe some of those women in the prison that got raped. As we continue working to implement our first ever national strategy on gender equity and equality, we are focusing on lifting up the rights of women and girls throughout every aspect of both our foreign and domestic policy. This is a defining feature of who we are as a nation and the values we hold dear as Americans. <coughs> Excuse me. 
So let's continue to strive toward a future where women have an equal seat at the table, an equal voice in shaping decisions, and an equal opportunity to contribute fully to their nations. That last line is total doublespeak. Because if that was the case, why are they allowing men who say they're women, not even men who have removed or modified their male sexual organs to compete against women, to dress with women, to shower with women, to force women on women's teams and girls' teams to deal with them, to have little girls have to go to bathrooms where boys are in. And notice, notice Mr. Biden's proclamation for National um, Women's Day. Notice the one word he never used or whoever wrote this thing. They never use the word transgender, not one time, not one time. And we just got to watching a video for Mrs. Biden celebrating women with a dude. And actually that Rachel Levine, that's what this person calls itself, this, this administration woman was there this National Women's Day. Uh, you know, it, it, it amazes me. You know, I'm just sorry that the bald head dude with the mustache that was still in people's dresses wasn't there because that would have really highlighted. I mean, I mean, and now that we know why his fashion uh, was so impeccable because he was still in clothes from fashion designers. But too bad he wasn't there. I can't think of that person's name at the moment. But National Women's Day, you would think that the so-called feminists who used to always yell and scream and fart and jump up and down and talking about how the glass ceiling this and women are being mistreated there and all this stuff would be screaming through the rooftops. You don't hear a word. It reminds me of just like the average black Democrat. I guess there are no different. But Biden can call you... Um, you know, he's like his kids was being, he didn't want his kids raised in a racial jungle of being around a bunch of black folks or, or black folks can't get to Kinko's or we don't know how to use the internet. And most black folks, I mean, it's racist to ask black folks to get voter identification because apparently we're, we're too st stupid to get it. And they say nothing. So maybe it's just, maybe it's not, a, I used to think maybe it was some, some kind of, Black Democrat problem, but apparently it, it don't matter. You're a Democrat, you just get hosed. You know, you talk about the white man, talk about old white men like they're crap, but you keep voting for an old white man, and and you you swerping down. You love black folks, but you treat them like dirt, and then you say you you you're the party for women, and then you figure that the best woman is a dude. I don't get it. I certainly don't get it. You know, if my mother was around, I, I just can't imagine what she would say. You know, she's been gone since the 80s. 
And this, this is a whole different world, a world of nutsoid. But in closing with the Women's Day um, part, I want to I want to play a little blasphemic clip from the president. This is only about 15, 16 seconds long, so you got to pay attention. But what he says is straight from the pit of hell, and I'll explain after we see it. Let's see here, Mr. Biden. To everyone celebrating Transgender Day of Visibility. I want you to know that your president sees you. Jill, Kamala, Doug, our entire administration sees you for who you are, made in the image of God and deserving of dignity, respect, and support. Now, uh, <clears throat> this wasn't about Transgender Day. This was, some, oh, excuse me, National Women's Day. This was something, some kind of transgender day. I guess they had months ago. Remember what I said? They got a day for everything. They got a day for everything. But he said over there, said this is made, made in the image of God. Now, these people were made in the image of God in the womb. But that's when they were made in the image of God. But that's not what he was alluding to. He's alluding to a transgender person. That that is that, that this, this, this change that, that, that these people have done to themselves, that this is, that, that, that there's something good about it. Well, it's the defilement of the image of God. In Genesis chapter one, verse 26 said, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. I want to just highlight the points that I'm trying to reach here. And going on to verse 27, it says, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him male and female. He created them. Like I said, I, I alluded to earlier that the enemy, is, uh, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. You know, he wanted to be God. And Isaiah, I think it's in chapter 13 or something, he's talking about, I will, I will, I will. He wants the counterfeit. The transgender thing is nothing more than an attempt, satanic attempt at a counterfeit. He wants to step on God's creation. And have you believe it is a good thing? And I don't know, in all honesty, if President O'Biden, President O'Biden, I guess it's getting close to uh, yeah, April Fool's Day or St. Valentine's Day or St. Valentine's Day or something. Well, it might be both. Anyway, that President Biden <clears throat> really understands what the heck he's saying. Is he that evil or is he just deluded or both? I don't know. Because I, you know, I heard where he was also, and I meant to get that clip and I didn't, where he was also talking about we should understand the need of kids. Kids, I'm talking about little minor elementary school kids with a desire to have their sexes, organs changed and put on puberty blockers and a bunch of crap like that. 
We should understand that. And I don't get that. The parent's job is not to be the friend of your child. Because children are stupid. Children do stupid stuff. Children think stupidly. What does the Bible say? When I was a child, I act like a child. And I was one stupid kid. I was stupid as a young adult for years. <clears throat> There's some of us that never quit being stupid. But it's irresponsible. It's, it's not only irresponsible for parents to allow people to mutilate their children. It's irresponsible for the medical industrial complex to make money off of it and to do it. It's irresponsible for politicians to advocate it. It's wrong. But there's a wickedness out there. There's a wickedness, like I said, that they want to sexualize our children. I showed a lot of it last week. I'm not gonna be as aggressive in showing stuff this week, but I wanna show you the image of a little kid. And there's, an, and I'm, I'm gonna preface it up front. There's, man, there's a man looked like he might be holding a microphone for this little kid. I'm not sure it looked like a mic. I think it could be a microphone, but he's holding it at an angle and in a position that is not good. And I don't know why he would do it the way, well, I take that back. If my, if my premise is correct, and this ideology about just, you know, sexualizing kids is true, why he would do something like this is easy to see. Take a look at this. Now, this is disgusting to me. This is absolutely disgusting. You can barely see his hand by the child's mouth. Now, even if he's holding a microphone for this child to say something, to have it situated between his crotch and that child's mouth is pedophilia it's just disgusting but that's where we are as a society let me get rid of this this is this is bad enough that's where we are i don't know who that guy is i don't know who the kid is but I know the imaging there was just horrible. But we we have schools. Used to be bastions that parents could take their children to while they go to work and they were okay. But we got schools that want to teach kindergartners sex education. Schools that would teach all kind of vile and perverse stuff. I'm going to read this next article about Parents insist mandatory high school assembly featuring students performing drag. Let's look at this one real quick. Let's look at this. Okay. 
<clears throat> Parents of students exposed to mandatory drag show performed by peers and demanding transparency and accountability, multiple outlets reported. We're talking about a drag show at school. They knew there would be parents who would not support this. And this is why they let it in under the guise of culture. Parent Amy said during a Elk Grove Unified School District board meeting on March the 7th. Amy and other parents reportedly asked KOVR not to use their last names to help protect their minor students from being identified. The Blaze is also not using parents' last names for the same reason. Amy and other parents took issue with a mandatory multicultural expo assembly. They took that took place at Pleasant Grove High School on March the 3rd. We're talking this year, 2023. During the assembly, students from the school's LGBTQ group performed a four-minute dance routine in drag. Students and teachers are expected to attend assemblies that take place during normal school hours. School district sportsman uh, James Tan told Elk Grove Citizen when asked if students' attendance was mandatory. Let's change pages here. Uh, what's going on here? Okay, let's go. I've been part of this district since 1983. And in 30 years, I have never felt betrayed like I felt on Friday. Amy also said, she added that her son, who was present at the assembly, felt uncomfortable and trapped. Our performance is a protest for all queens and transgender youth whose lives were lost for doing exactly what we are doing, a drag queen performer told the audience later, introducing the queens about to perform. This is one of the big lies they, 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 they run. They say, look, if you want your child to die, uh, don't do nothing. You know, if they start thinking that they need to be drag queening or they need to get the sex change. But if you want your kid to live, go ahead and listen to them and, and, and cut their organs off. Parents, don't do that. Your job is to be a parent. You protect your kids. And when they get grown, if they're still stupid and they want to cut their organ off, let them do it. Hopefully, they'll listen to you and won't ever do that. Our performance is for our community in Oklahoma, Idaho, Florida, Arkansas, Texas, Arizona, Mississippi, Alabama, and Tennessee, where we are actively being targeted. Actively being targeted? Parents are actively trying to save their children from this mess. There's a war going on, people. And we, we can't be melancholy. We can't just be wishy-washy. There's a war going on. And they're coming after our kids. 
Everyone deserves to love, to be, and to be loved, the student also announced. Schools are supposed to teach kids the fundamentals of reading, writing, arithmetic, help them learn how to think morality comes from the home. Cultural development should come from the home. These people need to stay out of our kids' anatomy and their head. And that's up to the parent to fight to stop this nonsense. Heidi, a parent at the meeting who said her daughter was at the assembly, questioned the appropriateness of permitting the political commentary that preceded the show. Ah, political commentary, indoctrination, more doublespeak. The show included only Elk Grove Unified students and was held in fuel, excuse me, full compliance with student codes of conduct and existing requirements for on-campus events. Translation, they were a captive audience. They're a captive audience because the school district, the school, and all these folks are sold out to the LBGTQ folks. The hell with what everybody else thinks. An Elk Grove Unified School District statement obtained by KOVR said in part, all performances at the Multicultural Assembly were approved by school staff and administration with the support of EGUSD secondary education. The statement also says, what happened to the parents? The statement also includes a remark that may be directed at the costumes the performers were wearing. Ah, my, my, my. The primary responsibility for a student's attire resides with the student and families. <coughs> Sorry about that. Well, watch KOVR's coverage of Pleasant Grove High School's assembly below. The coverage includes a clip of students whose faces are intentionally blurred performing in drag. I didn't, I didn't provide a copy of that video. But, um, I mean, <laughs> high school. They got these kids in high school wearing drag. This is amazing, dressing up like that. They're just ignoring our biblical mandates for our children. You know, let's go back. Whoops, let's get out of there. Um, what the Bible says. In Deuteronomy chapter 22 and verse 5, a woman is not to wear male clothing. A man is not to put on a woman's garment. For everyone who does these things is detestable or it's an abomination to the Lord our God. If you're a Christian, you're going to have to learn how to deal with peer pressure. 
because the only peer or the only person you're accountable to is God in the ultimate sense. But these students, these teachers, these administrators, all these folks that are walking contrary to the will of God, you need to tell them, I ain't doing it. And you need to take a stand. That stand might mean you get kicked out. That stand might mean you got to fight. I mean, if your parents got any kind of spiritual awareness, they, they will fight for you. But sometimes you got to take a stand too. You know, conviction costs. There ain't no getting around it because the devil will try to turn you away from the things of God. And these folks will try to turn you away from the things of God. Now, I got one last clip. I want to show you a testimony. It's about seven minutes, I think. It's a young lady. I believe she's in California. That when she was 12 years old, she fell into all this nonsense. And I think there's a longer clip and there's a video. There's other stuff that she's right now. She's fighting. She is fighting. Her name is Chloe. I think it's Chloe Cole. She's fighting. Because she realized that she allowed them to butcher her. To take advantage of her naivety. And she's trying to live. She understands now. And now she's an advocate, a strong advocate for everybody else. And, and what's amazing is in California, this demonic governor had a bill done, I think a couple of years ago now, where it's illegal to get counseling for a minor that has gender dysphoria mentality going on in their head. That you can't go to a psychologist and help them straighten it out. I don't know how that affects preachers. You might have some that won't say nothing, but any man or guy worth his salt is not going to uh, concern himself with that. He's going to stand with what the Bible says. But we need to love our children and protect them. And listen to what happened with her as she says it. Over the past decade, there has been as high as a 4,000% increase in children being referred to so-called gender clinics across the United States. I was one of these children. My name is Chloe Cole, and I am an 18-year-old former transgender child. I transitioned from the age of 12 up until 16 when I realized it all was a lie. My story is a cautionary tale. Children and parents across the country have been caught off guard by gender ideology. Discussions about gender, transgenderism and gender identity went from being a relatively benign social oddity to a doctrine that has invaded nearly every academic, medical, and educational institution, seemingly overnight. How did we get to this point? How did we get to the point where nearly every pediatric institution in the country considers it best practice to remove the healthy breast tissue of children while administering drugs typically used to chemically castrate high-risk sex offenders Raising these important questions is not bigoted, and the refusal of activists to give straightforward answers should be seen as a major red flag. People across the entire political spectrum who believe that this practice is morally wrong have been told that they are fascists or bigots for even questioning this atrocity. 
Others have been convinced by self-proclaimed gender specialists that this is the only treatment that will not end in your child committing suicide. I believe Americans deserve to know the truth about this radical and perverse ideology marketed as necessary and life-saving health care. I was only 12 years old when I told my parents that I was a boy. Like many parents in that situation, they didn't have a clue what to do. They were scared and desperate for answers. They wanted what every parent wants for their child, for me to be okay and thrive. At 13 years old, on the advice of so-called medical professionals, I was put on puberty-blocking medication, and only a month later, I was given my first testosterone injection. The gender clinic presented my parents with the, with the classic false dichotomy regarding children with gender dysphoria. Would you rather have a dead daughter or a living son? <laughs> Giving these options, what loving parent wouldn't choose to transition their child? Scared for my life, my parents were prepared to sign anything the doctors asked. This was not, that, this was not informed consent. It was a decision forced under extreme duress. At 15, I went under the knife for a radical double mastectomy, the kind that breast cancer patients get. This was after I was sexually assaulted at school by a male student. I, I just told myself to man up, but I lived my life in constant hatred of my breasts. I started binding, which deformed my breasts as well as my ribcage. I was afraid and I couldn't wait to finally protect my body from the threat of further molestation. At 16, I finally realized what happened to me, that I had made a huge mistake. I realized the beauty of motherhood was stolen from me by medical professionals who my family entrusted me to. I realized after maturing a bit more that a child does not in fact know who they are at 12 years old. I realized that I wanted to be what I always was and forever will be, a woman. With this realization came a series of challenges that were far worse than the transition. Somehow, I had to get myself off these drugs and tell everyone in my entire life that I was not who I said I was. My parents were shocked and felt like they failed me on every level imaginable. My friends all turned against me because I was evidence that their beliefs were a lie. I was a joke. I was a fraud. I was many years behind in development, incapable of feeding, of, incapable of feeding my future children, and worst of all, completely alone. Even the medical professionals who got me into this mess now have no idea what to do with me, and they refused to help me. It almost killed me, as it has killed many who regret transition. The big question still remains. How was a 12-year-old introduced to the idea that they could do something as ridiculous as change their sex? I was and still am the type of kid that never really fit into social norms. I was a tomboy, I was shy, I didn't socialize easily. At 11, I made my first Instagram account. I had unmonitored internet access. It wasn't long until I was exposed to a ton of LGBTQ content online, and I, I had never seen anything like it. You mean that all I have to do is subscribe to this ideology, and then I'm an accepted, celebrated, and valued member of the most talked about community on earth? Transgender people are the most celebrated subset of this community. I saw the unbelievable amounts of praise and, and attention they got online, and subconsciously I yearned to have a piece of it. With every milestone in my medical transition, I was given more and more attention and celebration. It was the ultimate high. Even in person, I got more attention. Girls would have crushes on me and I would have people come up to me in the hallways asking to make friends and it was, it was unprecedented to, for me. I felt like a celebrity. 
being a kid, I, I didn't know just how superficial these relationships were until they all suddenly abandoned me just for struggling to become who I am. Much of this gender confusion is based on old regressive stereotypes of men and women, which are now being reinforced with hormones and surgeries. Women can have short hair and be interested in playing sports and partaking in physical activities. Men can grow their hair out and wear makeup. It does not change their, their, it does not change their biology. The truth is, this practice is harming more and more children every day. What will we do to protect this most vulnerable group? Up until now, the media has been parroting the same ideologically driven, driven talking points. Affirm, affirm, affirm. The closest I've touched to mainstream media is a Forbes journalist who wrote a hit piece on me calling basic human biology transphobic. There are many detransitioners speaking out and they are ignored by the institutions most responsible for the search of truth. Up until today, most politicians on the left and right have done nothing but get into Twitter fights on this issue. There is no second chance at childhood, so we must do our best as adults to guide our children to pathways that lead to healthy bodies and minds instead of depression and disfigurement. No child deserves to suffer under the knife of a gender-affirming surgeon. America's children, all children, deserve better. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that is so sad. You know, this this young lady, she, she, she understands now. She let them butcher her. You know, a double mastectomy. Now it's not just the fact she doesn't have her breasts. Uh, she has complications behind not even having them anymore. And watch this president advocate doing this to, to little girls. And, and, and I can't think of any man that would want to allow his son to be disfigured. There, there was this guy that I know that was fighting tooth and nail for one of his sons. He had twins. Um, and, and the mother took him to California, I believe it was, to get this gender reassignment surgery. Because this demonic governor, Newsom, has made California a sanctuary state even in, for kids that are kidnapped by one parent to go over there to California and have this done to them. He won't even honor uh, the, the, the opposing state court orders. I mean, folks, we, we, we have to rise up and take care of our kids. We, we, we have to stand up to this. This is, it, we can't be complacent. I got one more quick scripture. And I just want to reinforce something what the Bible says. We are supposed to train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, I want to break this down. Only I want to get into the frame part. Train up the child. Love the child. Help the child. Men, let your daughters know that they are beautiful. I don't care what stage of life they're at. And let your son know that they're a man to be. That's what we got to do. We have to be there and we have to protect them. Mothers, 
you have to watch out for these perverts in the schools. You and dad, we have to watch out for that. We can't, we, 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 this is no longer the school systems when I was a kid, <clears throat> back in the late 50s and early 60s. We're at a time now where unless you can get your kids out and the best thing to do is to get them out of these public schools, fight for vouchers, fight for the power to regulate. But whatever we do, you got to fight and you got to keep fighting. Don't be intimidated. Don't let the Goliaths of the world, the school board, the schools, the federal government, the state, none of these folks get in the way of you being that David for your child. You know, you got the Lord on your side using. He wants you to. He's there with you. But we have to stand up for these kids. We have to stand up for them. They are our future. This is Sam Tolley, and I'm out.